What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the second episode of the Return of the Slide Up Podcast on the National Racing Network. I'm Joey Amantia, and this is my little space on the internet to talk racing with you. We wouldn't be here without a ton of support, and I wanted to personally thank Heinz Speed Components for continuing to support the podcast, along with National Racing Network's sponsors to help produce the podcast, Hot Shoe Racewear, 600cc Performance, and Hyper Racing for everything they do to help us racers out. Hot Shoe Racewear does custom embroidery, screen printing, and sublimation work. Check them out online at hotshoeracewear.com. So as for me, uh, my little my little corner of the racing world right now is uh, pretty pretty good. We just uh, got the final proof for our sprint car to get wrapped. Um, and if anyone saw it on the internet, it, we are going Star Spangled Banner Flames. Uh, the car the car turned out pretty good. I'm really happy with it. And uh, I guess while I'm here, I could talk about uh, Chop Designs, which if you need anything to get wrapped, you know, design, whatever, he is your go-to man. I have I have not been disappointed once with anything that he's produced. Uh, but even out of that, this week, we've got two sprint cars built. They're getting wrapped. We pick up our motors on Friday, so we should be all good to go for the start of the season at Bridgeport Speedway with the United... Uh, Sprint Club, U- URC, whatever, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of funny. The the wingless racers' uh, first race is winged. So uh, the, also with that, um, did some scheduling today and figured out a bunch of my racing schedule. Turns out we've got fifty one sprint car races this year, which which is really neat. Um, I. I this has been a dream of mine for a very long time to go sprint car racing. And I'm just really happy that it's finally happening. Um, and hopefully uh, my, my real big goal is to get USAC rookie of the year this year. Um, and honestly, anything else is great. And on the 600 scene of things, we got a ton of race in there and I'm looking for nothing but top fives, top tens, and wins with those. We, you know, this is all, this will be our fifth season in the micros. We've gotten five wins, you know, rookie championship. Yeah, it was years ago, but I think this is going to be our really best season so far in them. Last year with the shortened season showed a ton of speed, you know, constant top tens, top fives, and podiums and three wins. So just looking for more, Looking for a little bit more speed out of the ADHJ JPA Masonry sponsored hyper rate hyper uh, 600s, um, and uh, hopefully you know we bring home some bring home a lot more hardware this year. Uh, so enough about me, and really that's all that's going on. Uh, let's get to a special edition of the podcast where this week, rather than a guest, we have three guests <laughs> all at once. Um, I can't thank. Ethan Bill, Jake Trainer, and Mason McGee enough for taking the time out of their busy iRacing schedules that they've been doing uh, to join me uh, for this little talk. Um, we're just going to talk about racing, talk a little bit about them, and you know, see where it goes. It, it it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I I'd say you know even back uh, with the original podcast, definitely did not do a um, a group call quite like this. So this will uh, um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for uh, what the hell is about to happen. So without further ado, uh, let's get to our guests uh, presented by 600cc Performance. Ryan and his team do amazing work, and they now have a pair of dynos to handle everything from a micro to a 410 sprint car and beyond. Check them out online at 600ccperformance.com. 
along with please make sure to check out hind speed components they have continued to help the podcast since last year and i cannot thank buddy hines and his team enough so without further ado let's get to our guests what's going on going on man fellas how we doing before before i continue thank you thank you thank you for taking your eye racing time and giving it to me because anytime buddy uh i was was actually going to interview you guys anyway eventually but this will be even more fun you know we got you know we're all we were all in a discord now now we're in a different discord talking more racing (laughs) yeah it works for me so um i guess to start right off please stop we'll start with the outlier uh jake trainer you do not race dirt do you no no sir now one day in my life. Please tell everybody on fifty one. Please don't talk ever again. Uh, <laughs> what are you guys I racing still? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> We're running Daytona right now. Better. We're running Daytona right now. <laughs> uh, but Jake, Jake, please uh, let all the listeners know what do you race? Well, yeah. Um, I obviously came up the same route. Uh, all you guys did came up from quarter midgets. Obviously it's on the on asphalt, asphalt side. Yeah, um, but I, I moved up right away into a Ford Focus midget, a D2 midget, most people know him as. Um, and last year, I uh, worked out a deal, and I got an S-Linger, and uh, we've we've been racing a full midget now since. Now, I, I got to ask, do them asphalt midgets rip, or, you know, <laughs> what, what, what's the specs on those? Oh, oh they do not disappoint there. Um, it's basically the same deal as a dirt car, just... Different style chassis, different style, not, not actually, not much different on them. It's just really the chassis style, and that's about it. So, I mean, obviously with the asphalt, uh, at least I know you. You've wanted to try dirt. It just sucks because you live out. Where, where do you live, Jake? Tell tell us all. Out of Medway, Massachusetts. We really have nothing around yeah, us pretty here. Pretty much no dirt, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty much asphalt, which, I mean, asphalt's not bad. I, I, I like short track asphalt racing and road course racing, like the NASCAR Daytona race road course. That was, was a great race. That put that on a good probably, show. Probably the best NASCAR race I've seen in forever. That definitely surprised me. I uh, did not buy hopes for also, it. How, shout out to Seabell, bring it home for dirt. Yes, sir. But, that was great. Hell of a drive by him. Uh... But I mean, that's neat. I mean, you know, any racing is better than no racing, and oh, at least I got something. Oh, yeah, you know, um, it it just sucks. I, I'd love to get an opportunity on dirt, but it it's just like the situation I'm in. I'm three, four hours from the closest dirt track. It's just not an ideal spot in this yeah. part of the country. Where you live pretty much sucks for dirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You gotta move to Charlotte. You can ra- go race Millbridge every. Ooh, excuse me, race Millbridge every week. No, no. If you're gonna run dirt, you gotta move in the PA, New Jersey area. This is true. Well, he's already on the asphalt train. He could go to NASCAR. Be the next Kyle Busch. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, don't fall asleep though at Daytona. You ain't falling yeah, asleep. You're always us. on your toes, man. Oh, you're definitely something, but let's move on to our next driver. Uh, Mike Honcho has he is <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, no, it's get to the bottom. Mason McGee. Um, how oh, you're gone, Jake. Well, 
really let's just talk about your career in entirety so where'd you start well i know you started in quarter midgets as jake was saying we all started in quarter midgets but where has it led to you and what are your plans um yeah like as you guys said you know we all started in quarter midgets i was like i don't know six or something six turn and seven when i started i just ran blackbird like weekly or whatever but um you know after that we uh end of uh my last season we um and I ended up buying a 600 and we're looking forward to going 600 racing. And, um, that was a good deal we had going on. Uh, and, um, my second to last quarter midget race or, or my last one, it, it was one of that. We, uh, ended up, uh, helping somebody out and they turn out to be, um, very involved in legends and late models and all, all asphalt stuff. So yeah, I was, uh, fortunate to, um, get a ride in, in his legend, but, uh, they put me in a bando first to get me used to the speed. Because I was uh, racing at Dominion Speedway. Uh, where is it? Spotsville, Virginia, or something like that. Uh, somewhere like that. Something like I that. It's somewhere. It's somewhere in Virginia. But um, which is it's it's one of the fastest tracks that the legends probably will ever ever run on. So they uh, put me in a bando to get four tenths. yeah high bang four tenths of a mile. Oh, that's pushing I, I like it. It's probably. Well, I mean, like they definitely measured like, around the apron. There's yeah, no way that tracks a four tenths. Oh, definitely, but. Yeah, so they put me in a bando to get used to that. You know, we ran like, I don't know, seven or eight races in the bando total. I think there was seven oval two road course I ran or something like that. So, but yeah, I won the championship in that three races, won the championship, uh, went out, won the road course nationals in the bando. And then um, they put me in a legend about halfway through the season there. And uh, first time in the car, stuffed it in the wall. Got, got sideways hit the clutch instead of the brake i wasn't used to their oh. and i just i sailed it in the wall like 85 dude it was not fun that's like stuff we do in iris yeah it was bad it was so bad i got out of the car and they were like what happened and i was like i well, you know i thought that was the brakes nope it was the clutch <laughs> no but um but other than that you know um that was uh Getting into a legend is definitely a learning curve. That is uh, definitely the hardest car I've ever driven. Uh, those things are always on edge. But after that, we got the car fixed, and we uh, ran some in Charlotte and Bowman Gray. It sucks that they uh, stopped running at Bowman Gray. That track was – it was a handful, but it was awesome. Just just knowing all the history that went behind everything and knowing that you were racing on the same track as, as um, you know, some of the all-time greats like – Richard Petty and stuff, people that all started there and birthplace yeah, in NASCAR like, and stuff. Like <clears throat> yeah, so it was really cool, but unfortunately it got rained out and I was starting on the pole my first, like, like I think it was my second official race or something like that, but... That um, always happens. Yeah, after that, <laughs> we um, we ran Shenandoah Speedway down in, um, in the Shenandoah Mountains in Virginia and everything. It, that was cool. That's a beautiful facility. If you guys ever get the chance, definitely go there. Uh, that's actually where I met Jake. I, I've known him for five or six years. I met him online, and uh, that was the first time we ever met in person was at Shenandoah, actually. So uh, tracks out a special place in my heart, you know. But um, after that, we uh, we ran to, went to Wall and raced Legends at Wall for a bit. And uh, last year, we were waiting for uh, Wall to release his schedule and they weren't doing anything because uh, Corona had messed everything up. And I was talking to one of my friends, Ryan Heim, about what we were going to do. And we were deciding if we wanted to go run the summer shootout together for the summer and, and run Charlotte and Atlanta and everything. And uh, 
you know, his dad and my dad got to talking and we ended up working out a modified deal where I uh, ended up driving for uh, him and his dad for that season. So um, just been very fortunate throughout my career that people have uh, seen potential in, in me as a driver. And um, I'm really thankful to a lot of people, you know, always um, supporting me and, and never gave up, gave up on me even and some of my uh, stupid decisions and, and oh, uh, mistakes that I've done. I mean, hell, that sounds like certainly a, diver a diverse career. Uh, you know, going from quarter midgets to bandoleros or whatever the f*** they're called. Yeah, bandoleros. Uh, yeah. Barbie Ferraris, you know. <laughs> so then <laughs> legends and then modifieds. And I'm assuming, well, at least I know, you still have your legends, and I'm assuming you're going to race them a bunch this year. Yeah, we um, this year since um, since last year since I drove for uh, Ryan and, and his dad, I I stayed with them all summer, and uh, that's how we worked on the car. So it was really um, me, Ryan, and his dad that did all the maintenance and stuff for my cars and his cars. And um, me and my dad didn't get a lot of uh, like one-on-one -on -one time to really learn the car ourselves. So this year we're um, gonna run the legend at wall go for a championship there and uh on the off weeks we're gonna run bridgeport and you know hopefully just race as much as we can this year and uh because of how much it got uh halted last year with everything but you know i'm looking forward to this season and uh i think that we have a lot of potential at wall i got my first race coming up march 28th which is the turkey derby makeup race and you know there's some of the oh, they are making it up yep march 28th it's the 27th 28th and i think the weekend before that but um yeah, there's a, a lot of great talent that goes there. So, you know, just I did good last year there. I just had uh, a lot of bad luck. So ultimately, uh, I was running top five almost the entire day out of 47 cars that showed up and uh, just had a, you know, just had a bad circumstance that ended my day. But and we're wrecked. But um, <laughs> son of a bitch. Destroyed the entire field. We just destroyed the entire field in front of me. But uh, that is so funny that you were just talking about bad circumstances and y'all just. Yeah, but but you know, um, so hopefully looking for uh, some form of redemption at least this year. At least you know, getting a top five. Uh, I've always had success at Wall, but uh, I'm looking forward to this year and and seeing what it brings. You know, hopefully we'll get some cool opportunities to uh, go to some cool tracks like. Uh, Bridgeport is a hell of a track, and I, I hope they get the run there, at, at least on the off weeks when I'm not r racing wall. And uh, I want to go to uh, Delaware International or Georgetown or something something this year and, you know, just diverse the schedule. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, hell, it is it is good. I mean, you got the best of both worlds. You got asphalt, right? Wall is, wall is asphalt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wall is. You, you got asphalt and you got dirt. So... You know, doing a mix of both is never bad. You know, just putting your name out there more. You know, I know a lot of a lot of legend guys do get looked at as rising stars on the asphalt side of things. Um, so that's always a good place to start. Hell, iRacing is a good place to start. William Byron made it to I, from iRacing, so if, if that's possible, anything is. So uh, your Daytona wreck probably didn't help your odds. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, pretty uh, pretty cool stuff. I I. Uh used to race legends with actually a bunch of people who are in nascar now and gracie trotter sam Mayer, drew dollar all people like that they're all running in nascar now and sammy smith all people that drive for kyle bush and dale jr dj r crosley uh gms all people like that i used to race against them so it's it's cool to you know that 
that uh, a bunch of people that I used to race with, legends, and are you know all living up the dream, running NASCAR now. Hey, don't don't listen. Don't forget, you're living the dream too. There ain't no oh, yeah, we all are. the dream. I I mean, I gotta be honest. Now this is kind of biased, but Bridgeport probably the best track on the east coast right now uh, oh yeah Bridge, bridgeport is, i mean it's just pulling even so just going numbers. there is awesome <laughs> like the hundred the hunt like remember last year we all went to watch 100 lap oh that yeah was one of the best races and i don't like modifieds they're not my favorite they're not my you know i don't hate them but i you know i don't love them <laughs> but that race made me love them uh, they, they're pretty awesome when they run 100 laps. they always put on a great show Oh, yeah, that just, I just think Bridgeport just think in general just puts on a great oh my show. God, that that, that facility is beautiful. They it's make four cylinders look like cup cars. I mean, yeah. it's insane. Most nights they run two lanes. Sometimes they even get to the point where you can still run three lanes and be fast anywhere on the track. So it's just a really cool track. And uh, what Doug Rose and all them did with that facility, it's awesome. Yeah, no doubt. But now on to our third and final driver. Ethan Bill, I'm assuming not a lot of people know who you are because you kind of stopped racing for a couple of years. Um, so let's kind of recap your career and tell everybody a little about yourself. So, uh, yeah, just like everybody else said, came up uh, through quarter midgets. Got a little bit of a late start because uh, the old mother wasn't too happy with me racing. And me and my dad at the time couldn't convince her to let me do it so we had to wait and then um finally when i was nine my mom let me and boy am i glad she did because it's something that i just love and i've been going to watch races ever since i was three months old so i mean there you go at least you got the race look where you are now (laughs) yeah took took a few years off after quarter midgets caught up on life Got stuff situated and uh, going to be running a crate car at Bridgeport this year. Just at Bridgeport or are you, or, you know, we going to yeah, brand new? Yeah, we're just going to stick just to Bridgeport. Bridgeport just for our first year. Just I mean, hell, I don't my, blame you. Get my feet wet. I, honestly, like I was saying earlier with you guys, if I only had the option for the rest of my <laughs> life to race at one track, Bridgeport hands down. It, it's It's pretty badass right now with the sprint cars and with the modified so i think i think you're running the crate car they'll be good get your feet back in the game um obviously we saw your car it looks pretty slick by the way yeah it was a kind of a last second design we uh we were talking about it for a while and then my dad just told uh jeff foot uh fnw graphics who uh does our wraps he just told him to have at it with uh my uh quarter midget colors which were red white and black so uh he put together a pretty nice design for for us sweet well now that we got the three driver intros out of the way a little bit fellas i've got i've got a couple general questions for you all what's up buddy so obviously you guys know um you know the the main big tracks here in pennsylvania you got port royal williams grove sealands grove you know you, you got the big ones but you know you've also got your short tracks like grandview and uh big diamond you know short tracks so from from what you guys i know a lot i know you guys love watching racing i know you've been to a lot of places for you what are your favorite tracks to go watch at and hell even race at Hold on can i get a black clear no. Please. <laughs> Third gear. 
Well, where, well, are you guys like leading? What, what's I, going on? I'll start. Oh, I'm, I'm I, running I really 16. enjoyed Bridgeport. 16. Like, All right. Killing it. I'm just, just because so Bridgeport's back. a home to me and I live 20 minutes from it. Like, I don't want to be biased about it, but the racing is just amazing. Like, yeah, even, even the yeah. old street stocks put on a great show. And they got a huge event coming up at the end of or beginning of October, I believe. It's like a, it's like a the street yeah, stock national ten thousand a win. Yeah, oh my How God. much is it? Ten, 10 grand. Win. That's awesome. I'm so I'm gonna, gonna be go there. watch it if I there. can. That's probably gonna be the best show of the year. <laughs> two two days show. That's those awesome. guys, those guys are ruthless. I, I honestly, one of the best things about Bridgeport is just going there and just watching the other classes. Oh, like, dude, when we were. When we went there for the uh, the that hundred lapper night, dude. Oh my god! It oh, was you remember you remember watching the the street stocks and the uh, what was the other uh, one? I think they the, were four, the, they were either the four cylinders or the front drive whatever cars. No, there was um, the speedsters. Those put on a hell of a show. They yes. put on a good show. I I think the speedsters are absolutely terrible. Oh, oh they're, dead. they're dead. They're dead. They're dead. Go the ahead. entire field. We're making it through. We're making it through. Almost got clipped. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Never left. Pick a lane. Keep going. Everybody, Not Mason McGee is preparing for the Daytona 500. The thing with the speedsters at that track is that they're you, you wreck there, you're wrecking bad. Oh, oh yeah, that, that, that's. I mean, you got, you got a little car that's on a, a really big track. Oh yeah, Colin, at, Colin White. Colin White, at Colin Colin White. White and Jeff Champagne got a little bit into it. <laughs> oh man, some paint. Oh, they they rip champagne. around that track. Though. They do. They move when. Uh, and then they go to Cutstown and look like. Dump trucks. It's so weird. But speaking of cuts down, Joey, how about that? Uh, I'm so scared. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> I just, that, I that's just don't. Be an I don't race. see how you can possibly put 22, 360 non-wing sprint cars on that. I don't know how we're gonna fit. Ah, uh, I believe even even four tens on that track. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I guess I can reveal. I'm running that with the 360. <laughs> Because honestly, the 305 guys should run that. They'll probably win. I, I swear to God. Dude, I see Aiden Borden going to the front. Aiden Borden should Aiden run. Aiden Borden. <laughs> Shout out to Aiden Borden. Better run that race. But, Shout out to Aiden Borden. Bought myself a crash pad a couple of days ago. Did not want uh, to uh, pull an Aiden Borden. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little, little context there for everybody. Aiden broke his back in his second race in a sprint car. So, uh. Did, did not have a good debut in the sprint car. So for a little racer safety. Had a hell of a return at uh, Tulsa, though. Yeah, my God. Too, too bad how that ended, but. Uh, it was, it's a great story, though. Like, to leave something that big. For your brother, like, yeah. Shows it was... you, shows you that family's everything. Yes, and that's another dirt track thing. You guys all know. E even asphalt thing. Jake, you know, I've never met you, and... You, I feel like you're one of my good buddies, closest buddies that I, I could, you know, end a conversation yesterday and pick up right where we left off tomorrow. But Take what you it, it's just oh, all yeah. about family. Maybe he didn't yeah, want to spend time everything. with you anymore, Mason. Maybe he wanted to pit to get away from you. <laughs> really? Like, if it wasn't for your family, like, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do what we're able to do. Exactly. And the sacrifices you know, that you make every week oh, on a yeah. weekly basis, it's just... Mm -hmm. Even even in quarter mid, it's just like the travel. Oh my the god, right? yeah, that's, dude, it was that's, insanity. That was, like they, that's their memories. I missed seventy six days that's of school one missed. year for quarter midgets. Oh that's my. the stuff I missed the most. Was just I traveling do, with quarter midget families. Just 
and showing up and just knowing that you're going to get to see some of your best friends that, you know, you get to see yeah. every, maybe, you know, like, I don't even know, like, like sometimes, cause you, let's be honest. We didn't all race at the same track. Ethan, Ethan ran yeah. Echo weekly. I ran Blackbird. Joey, you I, ran like I Blue ran Mountain. West End. Yeah. Blue Mountain, West End, Keystone. Yeah. You all ran there. Like, I didn't even know Jake until I was 12 or something like that. He was 10 or something. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, it all comes back. And the cool thing about all of us growing up in quarter midgets is now that we're all, you know, I like to call us the last great quarter midget generation because the talent that's come out of quarter midgets from when we ran it is insanity. (laughs) Like, Yeah, there's been some pretty good guys. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. You go down to your local quarter midget facility now, it just hurts. Like, Oh, oh, what happened? NASCAR drivers now. Dude, like... All Do you remember up. showing up to the track with two cars and thinking that was a lot? Now these yeah, kids have like dude. eight. Yeah, dude. The most I, I ever ran was four, it. and it was way too much. Yeah, way dude, too I, much. Had, I had a heavy 160, unrestricted animal, and a heavy world formula, and that's when I quit. Well, really didn't quit, but that's when I retired. Got out of it, yeah. Um, I, uh, I only I'm ran... crazy now. I ran senior animal and light world, dude. I ran that for like a couple of years, but I don't know. We never saw the point of running three classes because it's it's just to me, light one sixty and animal were like pretty close. So like, what was yeah? The I kind of felt one sixty felt more like the momentum class. Okay, well at least you know I was in the yeah yeah yeah. Class. Once it was you, definitely yeah, momentum they got, based. They got one was more momentum based. When one sixties got rolling, dude, they could sometimes be quicker than formulas were. But um, Which were, I they, always they wondered move. how fast we were actually going. Do you guys remember? I don't know if you do. Do you remember going to a track called Sarah Gordo? Oh yes. my god, that track! Okay. That was a karting track. That here, felt here. like we had to be going 50 miles an hour. Joey, Joey, here's a fun fact about this. Here's a fun fact about this. They clocked Steven going 54 miles an hour. Oh in, my God. Hold on, hold on. 54 miles an hour in the formula car. I was two and a half tenths faster than him each lap. Oh, my God. So I mean, I was, that track, we were, that track we were probably fast, going 57, 58 miles an hour in a quarter midget. That's, that's fast. And then I they mean, took that's... when they went when us they let us go to Trenton and run the uh, indoor track a couple years ago, and um, they made us run the inside track for the longest time until uh, Joey Payne and or not Joey Payne, Anthony Payne and Jake Nelke said screw it, put like a ten split in the car and threw it up on the the TQ track, and they were running at least 60, 65 miles an hour in one sixties and heavy world formulas like it's. It was ridiculous how fast we were putting those cars. Like it was so unsafe, but not a single person stopped. You know, no, we, definitely just started, we started going. There's there's a video of Jesse Bartleson actually flipping and and sliding on his roof through the entire backstretch. All right, Jake, I'm I just gonna remember this that. Kid. I'm gonna leave. I'm what? looking this kid. You know, actually, speaking of him, you reckon? I literally just hooked somebody and left the game. <laughs> Uh, uh, but speaking of speaking of Jesse, whatever happened to him? Um, see, I know the story about this. He a uh, couple years ago, he stopped racing for a little bit because um, he wanted to focus on playing football and basketball and stuff like that for school. And then um, he actually ended up getting back in a race car and he ran a, a big national show in 600s down in North Carolina somewhere. I don't know exactly where it was, but um. 
he got in a wreck and a car i don't know what happened if a tire hit his hand or something something happened to his hand and he ended up breaking his hand oh and he broke his hand but he had to get surgery on it and he had to get these like two metal bars like stuck oh through God. his hand to hold all the plates like right in his hand so it would heal right so he was out of co- competition for about a year and a half or so because of that and then once it came down to it they Man. just uh yeah just just you know, <laughs> yeah i don't it wasn't, it wasn't more the fact of we're done he just was more focused on like um school sports Lost and stuff interest. like that and yeah i mean i don't blame you for that i've which... talked to him multiple times and he said that he'd love to get an opportunity to get back in a car but he's he just said he's he's huge the way he is he's like six foot four or some shit now no he he's, was a big guy yeah, he's gonna he talk to kenny miller about the you know oh, he's, hyper. Big, he's not he's not big though now he's built he's like he's no, like I, will, I know dude he was he's built huge. back then he's huge i would never mess with him his hand's probably the size of my face surprise me but but like the, you know he should talk to Kenny Miller because Hyper had to make a custom long car for Kenny Miller if he ever wanted to hop back in a six hundred. But you know let's go back to what we were talking about crash pad and safety in a race car. And you guys could probably attest to this: if you're gonna spend a lot of money on one part, do it on the safety first. In it's my better opinion. to be safe than sorry. My 100%, 100%. God, I would rather have a piece of junk motor than have unsafe belts or an unsafe seat or helmet or anything. It's not the extra thousand dollars is not worth your life. The risk, the risk to it's just not worth it. Like there's, there's just no point in putting yourself at risk when you correct. If you, if you leave yourself with junk safety equipment, I mean, you're only going to be able to keep racing for so long before something potentially happens. happens And you know, it's, you know, you have a wreck that scares you or something, but exactly. Like, I don't know. I, I think I think the way it is with me having my my I I don't know what you guys run, but personally I run a hybrid. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I run I run a net. So I'm just because I'm bigger. I run the next gen. In oh, the I got one of them too. Because of my because of my man boobs, so it doesn't <laughs> hit the stairs. So, so they don't get crushed. Oh, <laughs> I got but in the sprint car, I wear a Hans because of the different steering wheel position. But mm-hmm. everybody yeah, got the, yeah. device. I've got the Not hybrid, and, and just and just knowing that I've got the safety features and and knowing that stuff, it doesn't scare me that I'm you know sailing a car into the corner like three wide yeah miles an hour and and you can just know that no matter what happens that you'll be okay you know yeah and that's like that, that's another crazy thing about racing and you guys can obviously test to it the speeds that we're going every with the cars around us the speed doesn't feel like we're going fast oh but, not at all and then, and you, then you, people yeah. tell you yeah let's 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 talk about talk to jake about uh irp oh there's boy oh, man. i've never heard this story please uh i've heard Ugh, about it but i've never a, heard it directly the video of his qualifying lap on flow racing and they said his average speed on lap was 114.2 miles an hour or something around that now that's the average average, average. what in an asphalt midget oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wingless God. that was wingless too yeah irp yeah, is, is about is- it, it's a little over five eighths, I think. It's slightly over five eighths, but it. And you ride the line around that track. You you apex yourself up to the outside wall, and you just carry your your momentum there. You barely slow down. It's it, it gets pretty uh hairy, if you will. 
Oh my god! Uh, pull up a video of that. Show all the viewers, but you know, it's a uh, podcast. Dude, that is that is that is fast. Oh, yeah. That is that is insanely fast. Um, but 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 you know, like, and for you guys, and for all of my racers listening and fans listening, and everybody, please make sure your safety equipment is up to date. We don't we don't want to see anybody getting hurt, and even your worst enemy on the track. You don't want see and get hurt. It's just, it's not worth it, man. We've seen too many people get hurt in recent years because of stupid circumstances and some having lack of gear. It's just not worth it. Um, but it's kind of, it's kind of. I guess we can kind of wrap up here because I don't know how long we've been going. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Well, we're uh, done with this race, so long enough. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you guys oh, still racing? Did you guys oh, see I that? You guys see that Chip Ganassi got fined like thirty thousand dollars, and he can't about this. can't go to the race anymore because of the COVID and, uh, restrictions. COVID He's just screwed NASCAR. And, uh, there was some um, place that he was chilling or whatever and he didn't have a mask on and, and nascar called him slate he got fined like thirty thousand dollars and he got suspended from races and stuff that's that's all he i know is nascar anymore. should never go to a dirt race because oh yeah i know a, i mean if you were wearing a mask, at a, track, wear a mask at you were getting looked at funny <laughs> Why are uh, you that's it, yeah when you're wearing a mask people are thinking oh i should stay away from that guy exactly um, the way the way I see it with racetracks, the people everybody that, knows. Yeah, everybody. If you're there, let's be honest. You, ninety nine percent don't you're have. Ninety nine percent. Besides the incident that happened at Bubba with all that people, and a lot of people came home and got and had Corona or stuff like that. But other than that, if you're at a racetrack, you most likely feel fine, or you don't have it, or and let's be honest, you're not going to go to the racetrack if you're not feeling a hundred percent. I mean, exactly. I don't show up to the racetrack sick, especially my God, especially not in a sprint car. If you're no. sick, stay home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please. You know, please. Seven hundred fifty horsepower can kill you. Do. You know, the that's only the time don't do. Yeah, the only time I ever got in a race car when I wasn't feeling a hundred percent was when. I was in points. I was leading points in the bando, and I had I had oh, to run. Yeah. I had to run, or else I wasn't going to win the championship. And I think I ended up winning the night or whatever. But yeah, so clearly you were fine enough. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, but let's be honest, dude. Bandos around Dominion, it's it's like freaking Talladega. It's it's crazy. You fall asleep. I mean, <laughs> dude, I wrecked once, and I saw the wall coming, and I got I was like. I just got scared. I'm like, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> I, dude, we we ran average average lap times. I think we averaged like 71, but we were just kind of capping out. So we were running like 70 miles an hour, 71 miles an hour around the entire track. So you know, it was it was decent. But like, I remember coming up and I went to pass somebody on the outside, and he came up a bit, and I went flying in the wall. I was Ooh. like, this is gonna hurt. And somebody hit me in the right front and went flying through the air and what oh, flipped pretty wildly, but they actually hit the wall cage first. Ooh. Oh, and came and went flying through the air over both of us and land. Oh was and he I, okay? I, he um he hurt his ankle, but other than that, he was fine. I remember I remember the wreck ending, and I just sat there and I opened my eyes and I was like, huh. 
okay. So I shut my car off, and, and the kid that I wrecked with, his car is just going. It's so loud. The way he got we, hit. We, we are sorry to any headphone users I'm out so there. Sorry. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> the way, the way he, the way the rear end of the car got hit, it kinked both the exhaust pipes are like kinked in half like every that the entire rear end of his car was junk so it sounded awful and um i i flipped my vise up i'm like yo turn car off man yo and he's just bah, 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 bah. i'm like oh my god <laughs> that, so they make me get out of the good. car they make me get out of the car and i'm like yeah you know and my crew is sitting at the uh, at the bottom of the wall and they're looking at me they're like what are we thinking and i'm like you know, pit guys are walking away or, or safety crews walking away. And here's me laying under the car. And I'm like, screw it. Pull me in. We're going. They're trying to put me on the jack and everything. They're trying to put me on the <laughs> on the hanger or the the one of the tow hook and pull me off. And I start climbing back in the car and they're yelling at me. And my crew guy jumps over the wall and was like, yeah, I don't I care what care. you say. He's getting back in the car. Like it was this it was whole big thing. 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 And we had a fight with the track to let me race because they were like, no, you wrecked. You got out. And I'm like, you guys forced me to get out. But they ended up letting me run, and, and I finished like eight, like eight laps down. But that's besides the point. Hey, you got points. My car was destroyed, and that actually won me the championship because it gave really? me enough. Yeah, it gave me enough. It gave me enough to hold the lead. That I knew if I just all I had to do was uh, finish near the person who was behind me, and I would have easily won. Wow, ain't that some? A little tip for racers: it ain't over until you have no wheels and an engine. Yeah, just like so, just like John Hunter on Friday, dude. He lost power leading the race. He came back to finish third after going four I, laps I down. It, I think they later determined that he uh he ran, ran out of fuel. fuel. Yeah, that sucks. I don't know how you go from running out of fuel to or how you lose oil pressure running out of fuel. But yeah, you hey, must be really cooking. Insane, he made an insane comeback. Well, I guess when you got no fuel and the motor shuts off, you really don't have any oil pressure either. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, if the motor's off, yeah, whatever. But um, one more quick question, I guess I got for you guys before you go. Uh, and this kind of goes back to all of you personally. Um, y'all talked about your plans um for 2021. Uh, can y'all describe some of your goals for 2021 with those plans? Like, you're looking for a first career win. You know, as as Mason said, you're going for a championship, but. You know, any goals, any special goals or weird things you're going for? I, I actually didn't talk about this earlier, but I, I got the opportunity to drive a three-quarter midget or other known as a TQ this year. And um, I'm very excited for that opportunity. Um, also have a, uh, I've got it somewhat in with the Seymour family, the great Seymour family and uh, very well known and the midget and, uh, Silver Crown Sprint Car World on, pay, on the payment side, uh, obviously. Kenny Buckwater right out yeah. in the uh, Chili Bowl. Oh, yeah. He, he did oh, real well in the Chili Bowl. That's awesome. Yeah. And fun fact, Jake actually sponsored him. Uh, yes, it. we did. Who, Got a nice little sticker sponsor? down on the right rear quarter. What was the company uh, name, or was it just I Am Jake uh, Trainer? It, it's no, uh, yeah, JMT, JMT Racing. Yep. yep. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, so That's that really was cool. cool. Also, also had uh, Sammy Swindell rocking that uh, power plant from uh, Jake Trainer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right too. Um, in, in many ways to the Chili Bowl and then all, my Slinger power days. plant went out to uh, the Swindell team. Uh, well, that's kind of dope. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a good deal there. Luckily, 
Another fun totally. fact. Jake Trainer is in one piece. Another fun fact, Jake Trainer is actually undefeated against Sammy Swindell. Oh yeah, that what? is right. Hang when on, he's come on. over to He's beat Sammy Swindell in every race he's racing him. That's yeah, awesome. Sammy Sammy's come over for a couple pavement uh winged midget races up here in the northeast. He's uh, uh actually he came over for a few. Um the ones I've uh, competed in in him against, uh I'm three and oh, if you will. <laughs> yeah. against him. Um also I've driven against Ken Schrader too. Uh that was real fun. I was battling with him for a little bit. But uh yeah. That's pretty dope. Uh but a uh, little shout out to Sammy Swindell. You better step up your game. You're losing to Jake yeah. Trainer every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh but Ethan, uh we'll kind of round it out with you. Um what are your goals that you're setting for yourself in 2021? I have just to get back into it, get seat time, like catch up on what I've missed out and uh, just overall, just have fun really. Well, nah. awesome. Yeah. Well, fellas, I cannot thank you three enough for doing this really last minute. Oh, of course. Joe. I'm going to finish up the show. Then I will be hopping right on iRacing with you boys. Let's start up some sprint <laughs> cars or midgets. Did they ruin them? Block. I really haven't been on in like a month. They're just not fun in my opinion. They just yeah. they get boring. Alright, we want to race big blocks. That's race big. Big man. blocks third track is Charlotte. All right, Justin fellas. Grosso. Justin Grosso. I'm joining it. Uh well boys. I'm holding there. We're gonna wax their <laughs> hold on. <laughs> and I think honestly, this might be how I do podcasts from now on. This I like this style of just a few guys just talking about racing. And fellas, I would be more than happy to have you guys on once again at the end of the season, kind of recap your year. Uh, but until then, I'll see you on iRacing in like five minutes. I'm gonna finish up the show. I'd just uh like to give a shout out to Michael McDowell, who is sixth in the points right now. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's, Let's go, Michael. Also, oh shoot! I guess before you go, do you guys have any sponsors you'd like to thank? Any people? And uh, Jake, we'll start out with you. Oh yeah, obviously I gotta thank the Seymour family. They've supported me all the way uh, since I've gotten up into the full midget world here. They've been a great help. Uh, I gotta thank the local 550 sprinkler fitting union, um, Direct Tire, Speed Sport. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Up next, Mason McGee. Who do you want to thank? Oh, obviously got to thank the mom and dad. I can't believe you didn't do that, Jake. But obviously oh, got to thank Obviously. You know, obviously got to thank my mom and dad, you know, you know, countless hours and, and, and time, you know, invested in me and everything. And um, Infantino Disposal Services, you know, they big sponsor for our car you know they they the big trash can on the back of the legend and everything but um gotta thank the the entire Waddell family they always had faith in me and, and always thought that I could do it the Hughes family they uh always helped me out anything I need um the Heim family they like I mentioned earlier you know very fortunate that they uh, saw potential in me and and put me in a modified for them this year but you know everybody that's ever supported me um Vinny's Pizza and Pasta, dude. If you guys ever go to Cranford, New Jersey, go there. I it's have so been there. Good. I actually have so been there, good. dude. They're pe- they're, it's the shit. So good. They, <laughs> it is the shit. I'm pretty sure they've been voted like be- best pizza in New Jersey, like the past like three years in a row or something like that. Like it's something insane. It, I can attest so to that. It is really good pizza. It's really good. But yeah, uh, just everybody that's ever helped me. Love y'all. 
And to round it out, Ethan Bill, I guess, in a sense, you're our rookie of the show. Yeah. So please let us know. Who do you want to thank for 2021 and beyond? Well, Anthony Prego. I wouldn't have made it anywhere without supporting <laughs> my family, especially my dad. Just all the time and effort he's put in to my uh, quarter midget racing. And now it's going to be uh, great racing. But um, I couldn't also do it without... Uh, uh, Brett and Tom Ballard of uh, All County Garage Door. They're uh, our uh, car sponsor, helping us out. We're uh, we actually helped out his kid with quarter midgets uh, last year, so we're kind of doing a thing where we we're helping him out with quarter midgets. He's helping us out with crates, like just like to even things off. And uh, Izzy Trucking and Rigging for a motor sponsor. We got great backing from him. Great guy. Always had some, or always supported me. And, uh, yeah, just anyone that's ever supported me. I'm a slow poke right now. <laughs> what are you, so what are you slow. Dad, I, I you. guess before. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, shout fellas. Out to Mike, and, Mike and Diane trainer. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> Doreen! Doreen! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, uh, thank you three oh, for coming God, I on. Oh, my tractor tire. Of course, Joey. Anytime, anytime, Joe. <laughs> he killed a track. What track are you guys? Oh, you're at Charlotte. Yeah, fun. Anthony Perego is about to kick my ass in hosted races. Awesome. All right, fellas, I'm going to mute you three and wish you on your way. Big show. It was an honor. Thank you. Well, I cannot thank Ethan, Bill, Jake Trainer, and Mason McGee enough for coming on the show. Really last minute. Um, to kind of wrap things up on the podcast today. That was probably one of the most fun interviews I've done in a while. And I think uh, with you guys, uh, let me know in the comments down below if you want more interviews like that with just a group of guys. Uh, I would not mind that myself. I think I thought that was pretty fun um, and, and definitely entertaining. But that's going to wrap up things for the second episode back of the Slide Up podcast. We'll be back with another episode in the, I believe we're every other week. Correct. Yeah, we're every other week. So about two weeks, we'll be back with another episode. Uh, but once again, don't forget to support those who support me and the National Racing Network. Once again, cannot thank Hind Speed Components enough for the continued support on the show, along with HotShoeRaceBear.com, 600cc Performance, and HyperRacing.com. For everyone at the National Racing Network, including our show producer, Chris Graham, I'm Joey Mantia, and we'll see you sliding up. <laughs>